Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark, and united with me is my co-host, the relevant Brian. What up, Brian? Hey, everyone. On the last episode, Brian and I were joined by guest host Kara to discuss the hit show, Parks and Recreation. On this week's episode, we are discussing 007, James Bond. Join us with your shaken, not stirred martinis as United We Fan starts now. The truth is, I am Iron Man. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. What is going on? What are you doing? To infinity and beyond! This is the way. The flux capacitor! Was Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Chewie, we're home. Avengers! Assemble. Ah, oh, chills. Literal chills. Yay, friends. In exciting news for the show, United We Fan last week crossed 10,000 downloads. That is a wonderful, fantastic thing for us who did this just for love, hoping people would unite with us. Thank you, Chris, Commissioner Chris over at CKCC Radio. He gave us our first home and helped this podcast take off. Mark and this Dislife family, thank you, thank you for helping us to reach new magical levels. We appreciate you all. Piano Rob and Dwayne, we, of course, appreciate you, our supporters. And just thank you all to the fans in over 30 countries that unite with us. We appreciate you, and we can't tell you how much it means to us that you're there with us. And we're already hard at work at coming up with more episodes to keep entertaining you. So thank you all. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. You're you're correct. We just want to, again, uh, from both of us, thank you so much. We've got, like Mark said, over 30 countries and 48 of the 50 states representative. So Rhode Island and Connecticut, you guys need to get on it. Thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there. UWF is partnered up with This Is Life podcast family. Lots of wonderful podcasts on that show, including Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube every Monday night. Brian, what if is coming to a close? Um, you think we're gonna? You think it's gonna finish strong? The day this episode drops will be the day the finale of What If drops. And like you said, Mark, you can share our podcast to help us unite with more fans out there. If you know anybody in Connecticut or Rhode Island, please send it to us. We would love to check that off of our uh, off of our bucket list box. But yes, What If wraps up the day this episode drops, which is the day before the new James Bond film comes out. There's a lot going on. I said on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos last week I was done with What If. What if Ultron 1 brought me back in? That made quite wow. the storyline. I thought that was very interesting. So I'm uh, I'm very excited to see what the finale holds. So we'll be talking about it on Monday night. Man, it, it's funny how like the places we need are in kind of like a almost central area. They're all Patriots <laughs> fans. I just assume that's why. Oh, well, they don't. Oh, yeah. Nah, we're not going to open that can of worm. Patriots fans Uh, and Red Sox fans are not. How dare you? They're not my my people. How dare you? You know what? That's a good segue into Mark and Brian's (laughs) world news. Um, As this episode debuts last night, um, hopefully, you know what? Last night, the Red Sox lost. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I'm going to make two takes. Uh, Last night, unfortunately, the Yankees uh, got a lot of things there way unfairly and the red sox sadly lost all right take two 
And last night, the Red Sox won, rightfully so. They were the better team. Uh, sorry, Piano Rob and Mark over at This Diz Life. So uh, great night for baseball. Tonight is the Cardinals and Dodgers. Brian, go Cardinals. Go Cardinals. You know, I'm I'm hoping for the little, like, Cardinals who are doing pretty well. Um, the Cardinals have well, my greatest franchise player of all time in Nolan Arenado. We did. We had our Field of Dreams baseball episode. Um, what was it like two months ago or something like that? And we did our World Series pickums. Um, any changes for you with that? Uh, <laughs> who did I say? I can't remember. You said I think the Dodgers and um, did you say the Rays? No, you said the Rays. I remember that. I, I said, don't even. Know. I had the Rays and the Giants. I had the Rays and the Giants. You did I'm have the Rays. With it. Yeah, like the Giants are the best team in baseball, and it makes absolutely zero sense. I know. I'm um, gonna, but I'm gonna say um, Rays and seven over the Giants. I want to say I said the White Sox, who actually Ooh. won their division. Uh, yeah. Even though I don't like Tony La Russa, that's why I think I said the White Sox because we went on a Tony La Russa rant. Regardless, yeah. at this point. Oh, not the Astros. Please, not the Astros and the Dodgers. Um, I am rooting for Nolan Arenado and the St. Louis Cardinals, but I think they will lose to Tony La Russa and the Chicago White Sox in six games. Wait a minute. So you think the World Series is Cardinals-White Sox? I do. Whoa. That's what I'm hoping for. So we're just going to go from that. Yeah, if, if we're doing hoping for, I would love... I would. I still want the Rays to... Oh. I, of course, always want the Red Sox. If the Red Sox can't win it, <laughs> I want Rays to win it. I know Red Sox fans out there are like, who are you? You know what? My hot take right here. The only reason I wouldn't is just because that area doesn't support a, a wonderfully run franchise that cares so much. Um, I know I have several Rays fans who are like throwing something at their um, wherever they listen to their podcast. But that fan base, I went to a game. And they started to lose to the Red Sox. They started chanting um, lightning and then started chanting Buccaneers. Hey, at least we have a Stanley Cup and a Super Bowl. And I'm like, dang, y'all are yelling at your own players. <laughs> and they Good went Lord. to seven, game seven of the World Series last year. I'm not hitting yeah. the sounder because you're right. But they need that new ballpark. I would yeah. agree with that. Come on, Orlando Rays. Um, <laughs> all right. But in other news, Venom just came out recently, and we saw it on the same opening night. And um, Brian, I I almost sent you a text saying, Brian, don't go see that movie. You aren't going to like it because I know your thoughts on the first one. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him go in there with an open mind. I don't want to taint that love for him. And Brian, would you have rather I given you a heads up? I mean, my kid was excited to see it. We would have stayed anyway, but... I really had problems with that movie. It did a lot of, man, just forcing it down your throat. And I, I don't consider this a spoiler. My biggest frustration is Carnage was a cool character, and he didn't show up until the 45-minute mark of a 90-minute movie. Yeah. No. I mean, we've seen that a lot in past movies where the big draw doesn't show up until halfway through. Um, it's fine for Jaws. Everyone else, like, simmer down now. I, 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 I wrote this on social media. You have Oscar nominated actors and an actress and you didn't use them to their potential. Michelle Williams, I feel like is there for a contractual obligation. You did not give her hardly anything to work with. Woody Harrelson gave a wonderful performance, but it's 
short. And then Tom Hardy, I know he loves the character, but I did not get that love in there. I felt like it, he kind of like just recycled what he did in the first one. Um, yeah, it was extremely disappointing. And for such a, what should have been an easy layup, I would have loved a Sam Raimi Venom too, like him bring that comedy and horror with his action. Like I would have loved to have seen that. Like and, nothing against Andy Serkis. He's talented, but yeah, I yeah. think Andy Serkis did as good of a job as he could with the story that he was given. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's yeah. hair was awful. My biggest frustration with the movie, honestly, again, I'm staying away from spoiler ter territory. If you've seen Venom and want to hear me bloviate about it, you can go to comics and cinema um, hosted by Alex Klein and then Anthony from our baseball movies episode. We did a Venom reaction pod on comics and cinema podcast talking about Venom. I don't get why Cletus Cassidy wanted to be friends with Eddie Brock. That was central to the storyline and they didn't explain it whatsoever. And I thought that was super, super frustrating. Not even jumping into what happened in the post credit scene. And that's all we will say there. This movie, I like the first one better. Yeah, the post credit scene, um, I luckily avoided any spoilers. So I thought I had gotten spoiled on it and it was not true. So I think maybe just because of how lackluster the movie was, I wasn't over the moon. I don't know. I wasn't over the moon either, but for completely different reasons. Yeah, I, you know, but hey, everyone in the audience, everyone else, like erupted. So I'm happy that scene brought them joy. Uh, wow, you like the first one more and you dislike that. I I had my movie going experience very ruined by two people sitting near me as well that thought this was the funniest movie in the history of cinema and they were clapping and cheering at everything that had a mildly cool visual and I don't know why when Venom says for the 14th time in eight minutes that he wants to go eat people that it's still funny and you have to laugh as much as they were. I is this also a fair statement? The preview gave up a lot of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, but I expected that. That didn't surprise me at all. The best visuals you had to put in the trailer to get anybody to go. All right, Brian, rank these three movies. Venom 2, Batman and Robin, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer is last. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage is probably second. Batman and Robin, just because that movie's so bad, it's good. I like Batman and Robin. Um, yeah, in but other it's not good. You wouldn't make the argument that it's a good film. I am entertained by Batman and Robin. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> I've, um, I have worse movies ranked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I gave it, I either gave it a five or a six on IMDb. So I enjoy it. That's where I would have put Venom as well. So, I mean, they're all pretty subpar, but fancy, Rise of the Silver Surfer is the worst. It's a guilty pleasure. We need to do a guilty pleasure episode. Um, in other news, Netflix Midnight Mass from the creators of Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor comes Midnight Mass. I won't spoil anything. It's a very creative story. I dig it. But man, did it depress me. And then when the show ends, it ends and you're like, is there, an, is there another episode? No, no, that's how it ends. Okay, well, great. Now I'm depressed and uh, the show just ended. So um, watch it, but it's a, it's a heavy show. 
Brian, are you going to pass on it? Not interested. I've seen part of it. Not going to be one I think I'd venture into. Yeah. And let's see. I already said I liked Batman and Robin, and I liked Rise of the Silver Surfer. What else can we do for a hot take? Brian, go for it. Let's hear your Mark and Brian's episode hot take. Feeling hot, hot, hot. I have not watched Disney Enchantment, the live stream, yet. I have not ventured out to the Magic Kingdom to see it in person either. Disney Harmonious at Epcot is a good show. I liked what I saw of it. I have not seen it in person. I really, really actually liked what I saw. It is no world of color, don't get me wrong, but I liked it. I I have... I've heard more people say they like the Epcot one more than the Magic Kingdom one. So, um, and I've heard unanimously they're all better than the Kite Show at Animal Kingdom. So, <laughs> um, but anyways. Oh, the Kite Show. Those were some funny, funny videos. Well, in my hot take, you know what? I'll stick with the theme park world. Um, big Halloween Horror Nights fan at Universal. Um, I was a character. I've worked the event. I love and support the event. But I think one thing that is being ruined are the scare zones because of um, social media. Everyone needs to get a selfie. So then the characters then become selfie background instead of scaring. And I have found it a lot where I I can't even walk through the zone or I have to walk through the sidewalk because non-professional photographers who are hoping to take amazing photos, I support photographers, especially if they're friends of the characters and they're doing that for them or something nice like that. I support it, but photographers and social media people, you're taking up the whole scare zone. You're taking away the characters. You're making the scare zone a social media photo op. And it's annoying as someone who wants to go enjoy. Like if I was a character during these times, not to sound like get off my lawn. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. But I would be irritated as a character right now if I was, like, being taken away from scaring people. I thought it was just me. Like, I thought I noticed that exact same thing when I went to. I thought that was just me. It is very much just a a photo op. They do just like they do every year. The third this is the third year I've been and the trees on your way to like over by ET and, and all that yeah. over there, that tree one, that's always the best scare zone for me just because it's all the trees make it really yeah. easy to hide. And, but even there, like there was people just wanting to pose with a, with somebody behind them. It's super, super yeah. frustrating. <laughs> you don't need to take a photo of the same thing. A hundred other people have taken a photo of. If you want a quick one, you do you have your camera ready. You'd be like, Hey, can I take a photo? Always ask. Yes. Okay. Quick photo. Go. Well, selfies, no, selfies are the new autograph. Like there's no doubt there's, about that, but there's no setup. Don't, you don't need five minutes. You get it and go. People have stuff to do. I don't like waiting there to walk around you. Like it's anyways. I think those M and M's at Disney Springs would disagree with you. <laughs> Whatever. So there's my hot take. Feeling All right. On this episode, Brian and I will be discussing the world of Bond, James Bond. Tomorrow, October 7th, we get the last of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies with No Time to Die. I have my ticket ready to go for the Dolby Theater at AMC. AMC, we love you. Invite us to the advanced screenings. We love you. Um, Brian, 
we're talking about James Bond. It is one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. But does that mean it's in the Brian movie franchise top 10? Top 10, it has to be. Um, yeah. I don't I, I don't know if there's 10 film franchises that I even follow. Uh, we're and we're gonna talk about some comparable film franchises um, to James Bond that I prefer more than James Bond, but I would assume James Bond has to be a top 10 film franchise if I had to sit down and write it down. Yeah, it's definitely my top 10. I don't think it cracks the top five. No, it doesn't. I, I, I'm not even going to fake it. It's in the top 10, though. But you brought it up um, somewhat. James Bond, Jason Bourne, Ethan Hunt. Let's. I want to hear Brian rank Mission Impossible, Bourne, and Bond. Um, however you want to do it. Worst to best or best to worst. Just by franchises, uh, Ethan yep, Hunt. Franchise. Ethan, yeah, Ethan Hunt and Mission Impossible is first by a lot for me. I yeah. really like the Mission Impossible films. Mission Impossible Two, maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I, Mission Impossible is top of the three for me. Next is Jason Bourne. I didn't care for the Jeremy Renner fourth Bourne film. That just, I mean, the fourth Mission Impossible film also had Jeremy Renner in it. But uh, <laughs> the Jason Bourne, just the mythos of Jason Bourne, and they built that or that epic stunt spectacular. No, I'm sorry, that's Indiana Jones. The Bourne stunt-tacular at Universal yeah. Studios. That show is incredible to me. I love it. I will catch it every single time I get the opportunity from a technology standpoint and everything. I like the Jason Bourne trilogy. Uh, the Bourne Ultimatum didn't really put a bow on it as much as we would have hoped for, but the Bourne identity is amazing. I think Matt Damon was good in that role. And then James Bond comes below Jason Bourne. So of the three, wow. Ethan Hunt, Jason Bourne, James Bond. Wow. All right. Um, I, I, I'm actually surprised by this. Mission Impossible is my number one. I, I love those movies. Like you said, the second one, it hurts. It's very dated. Um, but I love them. I can't wait for the next two. Tom Cruise, I think, is arguably one of the best action stars of all time. Um, Can I redo now, my rankings? Can I redo my rankings? Oh, okay. Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise as Austin Powers, Jason Bourne, then James Bond. You know what's funny? I actually almost threw Austin Powers in this ranking um, <laughs> just for just for laughs. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Bond is number two. I'm actually really surprised that I'm doing that. But there's a Bond movie that I like more than any other movie in any of these franchises. So it still is my favorite movie out of them. But Born, Born is easily last place for me. I don't hate it, but it's easily last for me. So, yeah. Um, well, we're talking about Daniel Craig. He's got his big finale coming up. Let's rank them. All right. So we got what did Daniel Craig did five. No time to five? die is his fifth. Yeah. No time to die is his fifth. So um, let's let's rank it. Let's rank the Craig. Last for me, I would assume the last for you seems to be the consensus last place of Daniel Craig is Quantum of Solace. Yes. Not great. It's kind of a snooze no. fest. Even the song hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. We're going to talk about it later, though, but that DBS-12 that he drives in that movie is fantastic. Yep. Three for me is Spectre. 
Yeah. 2015. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Spectre was 2012. Skyfall is number two for me, 2015. And number one is Casino Royale. Much better than the 1967 Casino Royale. <laughs> yes. Um, Skyfall is my favorite James Bond movie. Um, it was in my top 10 that year. It When I actually did my favorite movies of that decade, it was in my top 10 for that decade. I think it should have been nominated for so many Oscars, and it wasn't. I was so upset. So... Um, yeah, just flip-flop, Skyfall, and Casino Royale, and that's my ranking. So we're pretty good there. Um, you know, let, let's stay with the movies. Brian, do your Mount Rushmore of James Bond movies as a whole. I said Skyfall is my favorite, so that's definitely on my Mount Rushmore. You know what? I'll just do mine. Skyfall, GoldenEye, Goldfinger, and then this one's probably going to like take people aback, but on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Wow. Yeah. I have that worked in only under cars as well, I believe. So The Mercury Cougar X27. And I relied on Jeremy Clarkson and the guys over at Top Gear to help me create my list so of the good. best vehicles. So um, yep. But the Mercury Cougar X27 on with the skis on the back of it, that red one. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, that car. That car is incredible. So that is a Mount Rushmore of James Bond cars, along with Quantum of Solace's DBS Seven. Um, I really like the boat from the Pierce Brosnan. Um, um, the world is not enough. Yeah, I don't know why that one was fun for me. <laughs> and then we got to talk about the the car submarine one too. We got to give a shout out to that. Okay, I'm just gonna do my Mount Rushmore of vehicles then. Um, okay, so on Her it. Majesty's Secret Service, the Mercury Cougar X27, Quantum of Solace DBS12, yeah. the Lotus Esprit S1 from The Spy Who Loves Me, which is the I'm one you were so talking about. That's the, that's the submarine one you were talking about. No, I know, but I'm going to be so mad at you. Go ahead. And the DB5 from Goldfinger. How do you leave off the Aston Martin? They're all Aston Martin. Yeah, well, not, that's but, not true. But in Goldfinger, it's the Aston Martin DB5, and in Quantum yeah. of Solace, it's the Aston Martin DBS12. Oh, I guess I never knew like the name for the Aston Martin. That's my bad. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, wow. they're they're. I'm, I'm they're showing two. my um, I'm showing my um. I mean, I need to watch more Top Gear. I guess <laughs> there's um, two Aston Martins represented. True, true. That's a good one. Um, so Bond movies is Casino Royale on it. For me, my movies is going to be Die Another Day. Tomorrow, wow. Tomorrow Never Dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is absolutely not the case. Die Another Day is rough. That's the Halle Berry one. The Madonna song didn't do it for you? No, that song's not horrible. Uh, for me, yeah. uh, my Mount Rushmore uh, will go in release order uh, from Russia with Love, oh. GoldenEye, yeah. Casino Royale, and Skyfall. I... Man, I'm going to upset people even more. I almost left off Goldfinger for Casino Royale. So that almost happened. I, I did, um, if that makes you feel any better. I know, but I, I feel wrong not having one Sean Connery Bond movie in there. So let's not, let's get into that. We've discussed this many times on United We Fan. Yeah. Who is your favorite James Bond? If... If I'm doing Rushmore's, it's Craig, Brosnan, Connery, Lazenby. 
And I know people are going to be like, Lazenby again? What the heck is it with Mark and this guy? He had one um, film, didn't he? Yeah. Which, <laughs> hey, if you ever want to hear that story, Hulu has a great documentary that also creates like retelling elements that are hilarious and great. It's called Becoming Bond, about George Lazenby becoming Bond. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend it. Please watch it. It's on Hulu. Um, but if you're going to ask me my favorite Bond, um, Pierce Brosnan. Just because he was Bond when you were a kid? See, I thought about that, and I know some people are going to do that. And, Brian, you already know I'm an old man, so I love old music, old movies. None of that in like, like impacts me. Um, just even when I read the books, I just thought about Pierce Brosnan. I liked his style, um, how he could do intense, how he could do like sexy, romantic um suave the smolder i just i think brosnan had a great and and it's um, like some of his material wasn't great but yeah just brosnan brosnan had it for me i i I get it man like i have goldeneye on my mount rushmore of bond films but and i was goldeneye it was his first right yep it was his first yeah i now i've said on united we fan many times that sean connery is my favorite but getting ready for this episode, going back through, thinking about the movies and everything, I didn't want to be prisoner of the moment, but I can convincingly tell myself Daniel Craig is my favorite James Bond from an enjoyment of the films. I think of the Quantum of Solace, while it's the worst by quite a bit of the Daniel Craig films, it's middle of the pack for the James Bond films for me. I think from a consistency standpoint, Daniel Craig has done as good a job as anybody you talk about Pierce Brosnan and, and the the gravitas that, that kind of he brought to the role. I don't disagree with that. I like when they used him as the other love interest for Maria Hillard in Mrs. Doubtfire. It worked for me. He got hit in the drive-by fruiting. Drive-by fruiting. <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I think for me, I like Sean Connery a lot, especially with the amount of films that he did and the iconic yeah. stuff. But I think from a consistency standpoint, it's Daniel Craig. Yeah, and don't like don't come at me about Sean Connery. I have a collection of his Bond movies. Thanksgiving time when they're showing the James Bond movies, I love watching that with my dad. I love Connery, but um, oh man, I, I feel like I'm gonna get roasted even more. Connery is my number. Th- <sighs> Craig is my number two. Um, I you don't have yeah. to feel bad, man. I know. I, you're right. I shouldn't. I don't have to defend myself to you all. If you want to yell at Mark, you can find us on Instagram at unitedwefan underscore podcast, or you can shoot us an email at unitedwefanpodcast at gmail.com. Do it. And if you ever want to message us on Instagram, you have to follow us first, and then you can message us. There's also no takebacks on following us. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, we've we've talked about the bonds. Let's talk about the women of the world of James Bond. And, you know, being a Bond girl is a huge thing, but we're not going to stop there. We're going to do a Rushmore of the women of James Bond. And you know what, Brian, let's take turns. I'll let you get first. Who is the first one on your Mount Rushmore? The Dame Judy Dench. There can't not oh. be a better women in James Bond than Judy Dench as M. I she's my number one written number one. Um, I think she should have been nominated for supporting actress for Skyfall. 
I love that they kept her for Daniel Craig's. Yeah. So good one. Um, number two for me is, um, uh, oh man, I'm going to butcher her name on a top from Goldeneye. <laughs> Jensen, <laughs> Jensen, um, Fem- Femke. I'm, I who? can't help you there. I know. <laughs> um, Maybe this could be who? a little bit of nostalgia from having a, a little celebrity, bit, <laughs> a, a celebrity crush on her. Um, when I was a wee little lad. So yeah, she's on my Rushmore. So on a top. I'll go with my sentimental pick. And it was the character of Y Lin played by Michelle Yeoh in tomorrow never dies because I love Michelle Yeoh. Ah, and she, there was rumors of her getting a spinoff and it sadly didn't happen. So yeah. Um, who's your next up? I just gave my second one. So we're ready for your second one. Well, I guess you've given, You've given two now, Judy Dench and yep. the one we can't pronounce. Okay, I will stick with Venom Let There Be Carnage's own Naomi Harris as Money Penny. Wow, Brian. We are on the same page. Yep, she I have Naomi shot Harris. Him. <laughs> so yeah. Teach an old dog new tricks. Good for her. Yep. Um, last but not least, um, People are going to really think I have an obsession with on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Diane Rigg as Tracy from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, Who? She is a beauty, and I just love how she carried herself in that movie. I have not seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I, I can't say I can't say ever. I know I've seen it, but I cannot tell do, you anything about it. Do it for me, Brian. Do it for me. I'll do my best. Uh, my last one is sticking with the Daniel Craig films, Casino Royale being my favorite of them. Uh, Eva Green's character of Vesper Lynn. I think she was a really good character. I enjoyed the dynamic and the twist that kind of comes with her character. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And then, um, you know, we we got to talk about villains. I feel like just as you talk about Batman villains you have to talk about James Bond villains and the, I, I really don't think there's a weak one, even quantum solace. Um, is that the one with Dave Bautista? No, uh, he, or was that he Spectre? isn't. No, it was Spectre. Okay. Right. Yeah. It was Spectre. Um, he, yeah, he's in that one. I, I, there, there really isn't an awful one. So do you want to take turns on this one or you just want to give out your Rushmore? I expect us to have some overlap so I can give my, I can give my um, four. All right. Arik Goldfinger. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Trevelin? But he's Goldeneye. So Goldfinger, Goldeneye, yeah. Dr. Julius No, and then Franz Obenhauser, more, or excuse me, Oberhauser, more known as Blofeld, who showed up in From Russia with Love, Thunderball, yeah. You Only Live Twice, all the way down to then when they brought him back, Inspector. I thought it was a good way to tie the entire thing together, and he's going to be in No Time to Die as well. Yes, which is I talented actor. I hope he, they bring him back. Um, so I have Goldeneye. I have that one, Trevlon. And I have Dr. No. Changing it up, I have Jaws. He's in two movies. I have him. It's just so much fun. Um, And then I have Silva from Skyfall. 
Javier Bardem. I I think he should have been nominated. Um, I I think his villain was something very different, and just a talented actor. So yeah, ones I got. So before we get to the big topic of songs, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a shout out to the books. I have read a couple of the Ian Fleming ones. Started first published in 1953. I've read a couple of them. If you're looking for a very fun, easy read, they're it. Um, they, there's a lot of there's detail in it, but not boring amounts of detail. If you're looking for something darker and hard hitting, like the Bourne books or Tom Clancy, that's not it. You know, like I said, these were started in the 50s. But I think if you're looking for a fun spy thriller, read them. If you want updated ones, they're still going. Um, the last one was in 2018 from Anthony Horowitz. He's got another one coming out. So the books are still going. So good on them. But yeah, if you're read gonna, the books. If you're going to shout out the books, I'm going to shout out the video games. There's yeah. only one game that's officially worth calling out, and that's Nintendo 64's GoldenEye. It is. It was Halo before Halo. It was <laughs> everything that was the Nintendo 64. But I do want to call out both Agent Under Fire and James Bond 007 Nightfire that were games on the PlayStation 2 that were absolutely a ton of fun when I was a kid. And if you've been a victim of your best friend or friend who had the game and you went to their house to play it and they always had the golden gun, um, if you've been victims <laughs> of this, I feel your pain. Um, we have a group meeting. It kind of looks like that scene in Wreck-It Ralph, but please join me. What was your favorite cheat code from GoldenEye? I loved slaps. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that a cheat code? I don't know. Yeah, if well, is, I but... mean, that's what I would, that's kind of what I, like hacks, I guess. Is it, ha whatever. I liked slaps. <laughs> I like the big head one where the, everybody ran around with a giant head. Oh my God. And then the paintball version were both just incredible. I forgot the giant head one. Thank you for bringing that one as I take a stroll down nostalgia lane right now. Didn't they, they re, um, man, I'm showing my age right now. I don't want to say re update. They, um, didn't, didn't they, oh man, didn't they update the graphics and bring it back? They Am I crazy? If they did, they shouldn't have. It needs to be left in that 64 bit version. I agree. Yeah. Oh man. Good stuff. Um, the games are still fun. I love them, but who, who throws a shoe? Honestly, it was a shoe. I feel like had Austin Powers had they might have had a shoe version for a cheat code. That yeah, maybe. that'd be good. But we songs like you know they're they're legendary. The songs written for this movie. It's an honor to have yours. You have so many different ones. You have Oscar winners who have come away from this and. I, I highly recommend it. If you have never listened to the complete James Bond catalog of songs, do it. If you've not listened to it, some of them have different variations of the James Bond theme. Check it out. Moby even did one. Um, the Monty or it's Monty Python. Wow. The James Bond theme written by Monty Norman, technically. <laughs> but I know I saw Monty. Your father but, um, smelled of elderberries. I know. My bad. But John Barry... Um, there's some controversy there. I'm going to give a big shout out to John Barry and his scores that he done. He did done. He done for the world of bond. He did for the world of bond. So check out the scores, check out the songs, but here we are. We're going to take a 
a Rushmore of songs. Here we go. Um, I you know what? I want to go first on this one because right. I just love music. Um, I feel like I I think we're gonna have one in common. I think we're gonna have one in common. I'm gonna start with Golden Eye. There's Tina one. Turner. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Um, I have Sir Paul McCartney's Live and Let Die. Shocking. Wow. Shocking that you don't have it. <laughs> um, so, and then I'm going to go with Oscar winner Skyfall from Adele. Two. I love Skyfall. That song, like, I love it. Uh, and then last but not least, a favorite from my dad and also one that I thoroughly enjoy, Thunderball from Tom Jones. Yeah, I do not have that one, but we had two. GoldenEye by Tina Turner and Skyfall by Adele. I don't love Adele, but I like that song. You Only Live Twice by Nancy Sinatra. And then my favorite, because it just does not scream James Bond whatsoever, is A View to Kill by Duran Duran. (laughs) I, man... I'm glad you had that one. I thought about it. I was like, it's so good. It's Even- so like, it's so jarring when you hear it, but it kind of fits the film. Like a view to kill yeah. is not a great film. So maybe that's part of it. But like Duran Duran, the fact that they had a James Bond theme song is awesome. But I love how Duran Duran tries to make it work with a view to a kill. <laughs> <laughs> like they just, I, I would love to hear the piano Rob, uh, man, piano Rob. I know you're listening. We need a uh, piano Rob James Bond night. I I would watch every second of that. I already watch him, but it's just more motivation. I would watch a James Bond piano Rob night. But um, you know, Goldfinger, don't get me wrong, good stuff. I even like Casino Royale. And I like the I, opening credit sequence and the visuals that come in Casino Royale. I don't care for the song personally. Oh, I I don't think the Madonna one, Die Another Day, is a bad song. I actually enjoy it. Um even garbage the world is not enough i dig theirs but uh, alicia keys and jack white's quantum masala song i remember when it came on i'm sitting there in the theater going i i am not enjoying this and i tried i tried so hard over the years i don't have any problems with alicia keys i like jack white i like the white stripes but do we know who got no time to die who got the song yeah who is it? Are you are you poking the bear, or you honestly don't know? I genuinely have no idea. It's Billie Eilish. Oh, I think I did know that, actually. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Billie Eilish, she's, she's so talented. She's so talented and all that. I'm just not into her music. Here's the thing. I haven't heard the song. I'm not going to pass judgment on it. I want to be surprised like I have with the other ones. When the movie starts, I'm, I trust Daniel Craig and the producers. I'm sure it'll be wonderful, but I... I honestly wanted Ed Sheeran. I wanted Ed Sheeran to do the song. I don't know if he even applied, but that's who I was hoping for. Uh, I mean, anybody who's publicly a fan of The Office, I'm fine with. So good on Billie Eilish. I cannot tell you if I've ever heard any of her music, which I mean. Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Check out the songs and scores of Bond. You won't regret it. We mentioned... You know, this little thing of it's Daniel Craig's last movie and it's what it's two and a half hours. So it's going to be epic. I can't wait, but we're going to need a new 007. Brian, I, I'm not going to limit you. You got any names out there? 
I mean, I think you and I are both on the same page that I, we think Idris Elba would be an absolutely great replacement to be James Bond. If I had to pick another one, I think Tom Hiddleston would do a really good job. I I love Idris Elba. I wanted him to be Lex Luthor so bad. Um, I wanted I would have been okay with him as James Bond a little while ago. And I know I've had a couple of friends say, don't bring up his age. Daniel Craig was super old. Other James Bonds were super old. But I just want them to go to younger years Bond, back to that. Um, if you're doing older Bond, Idris Elba, all the way. But if you're doing younger Bond, you can't. And believe me, I love Idris Elba, so don't come at me. But um, Tom Hiddleston, I... I saw his name out there. I can't. I can't see it. I understand I that it. my picks are very chalk and very popular. Like I, I have never. Well, I have not given it that much thought. I mean, even somebody like Tom Holland, I think, would be actually kind of a lot of fun. See, they had a picture of him on one website in a tuxedo, and I was like, "Oh, really? No, nope, I've never I seen can't. This. I can't do it." I, Taron Edgerton from Rocket Man, Kingsman, and, like it's Kingsman. Yeah, no. And Kingsman, I I would be okay with it because I think he's a brilliant actor. Reggie, Reggie, um, Sean Page from Bridgerton. Watching Bridgerton, I was like, oh my God, this guy's got it if he wants to be Bond. Um, some of my more out there ones, Timothy Chalmette, he is he's from um, Little Women, the recent one. He's also going to be in the big budget Dune. Okay. I, if, if you want to go young. Can I have the um, floor? Feeling Go for it. What is it about Timothy Chalamet? Why does anybody like him? He has a very punchable face. I don't think that he... <laughs> I don't get it on Timothy Chalamet. He is what's going to prevent me from liking Dune, I feel like. I don't like <gasps> Timothy Chalamet. And like I said, very punchable face. Whether it's... I mean, it's whether, whether he deserves it or not, he just looks like he deserves it. And so does... What's his name? Miles Teller. He also has a very punchable face. My, well, I, I feel like that's a popular thing about Miles Teller. I, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, Brian, go watch Dune with me. That way I can calm you down. I mean, I'll go watch <laughs> Dune, but Timothy Chalamet, I don't get it at all. I don't know what people see in him. I don't get it. Well, all right. I got three more names. All right. Tell me, love it, hate it. All right. Um, next I'm sorry. Up, I, I will not get passionate about anybody more than I did Timothy Chalamet. Um. Henry Golding from, um, you know, uh, Crazy Rich Asian, Snake Eyes. Still running it, possibly not being super young. I mean, Henry Golding's. Okay. I I mean, I can see it, though. Yeah. Um, Richard Madden, you know, Game of Thrones and Marvel's Eternals. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. And then here's my wild card. And I think we've brought this up before. Ready? Daniel Radcliffe. No. He can act. I'm he sure he, I, I know he can, but now, all I'm picturing is James Bond in slippers and a robe with two guns pointed in the air. Oh, that was a good movie. Now, the only thing I'll say about him is he is on the shorter side, but you know, so is Taron Edgerton. So, and so is Timothy Chalamet. Is it Chalamet? Chalamet? Who? <laughs> Who? It is Timothy Chalamet. God, at least I have Kevin Feige's name down. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, there's some fun names for you. If you, like I said, Idris Elba, Lex Luthor, DC, you drop the ball on that. Well, before we go, Patrick, who is a wonderful listener, and he is actually my like Bond 
go-to person. So if I ever go to a Bond trivia, he's the one I'm calling. We couldn't arrange I'm not schedule. sure. I'm not sure Patrick is going to have enjoyed this episode. So Patrick, thanks for sticking with us. I know. Oh, man. But yeah, if you're still there, Patrick, we appreciate you. Please don't stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he wanted he wanted to make sure that we brought up the the gadgets of Bond, you know, like Q and all that. And uh, there were a lot of fun ones in there. You had the the shoe knife, um, always the watches. And I always I loved Q maybe more so in the Pierce Brosnan ones because his banter with him was hilarious. Him with Sean Connery at time things got a little snippy. And then of course we got a new Q for Daniel Craig. I I do enjoy their scenes and him making fun of how young he is. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> so Q Branch, and then of course R.I.P. to the original Q. Um, he was with that franchise through oh man all the way up until. Brosnan and then got replaced by John Cleese who he only got I think two movies which of course talking about Monty Python of course John Cleese brilliant I have to play this with him he's he was telling me how wonderful he is at four degrees of James Bond so he can connect any actor to a James Bond film so I got to play that with him sometime so Patrick, we appreciate you and thank you. Maybe one time we can get you on to get some of your hot take of our thoughts of James Bond. Like, so, like, so if I say Rachel Weiss or Rachel Weiss because she's married to Daniel Craig, does that like one degree of separation or does she have to have appeared in a film somehow? I think it's by film. So they they weren't in a film together. So I don't think it's like that. Is it Weiss or Vice? I Ooh. say Rachel Weiss. I don't know. Black Widow's mom. No, that is not how you know her. Summer 1999, the sands will rise and a new horror will be unleashed on the earth. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, the mummy. I would have enjoyed this interview a lot more if I had gotten my cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that concludes this episode. We thank you, fellow fans, for uniting with us. And once again, we thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us for all of those downloads, for listening, supporting us, and to all of you in over 30 countries who listen to us, thank you. Um, to Brian, what are the places where we are, are a little disappointed? Connecticut and Rhode Island. Mm, step it up. We're, we're not mad at you. We're just disappointed. So hopefully we can find it, find a way to get you to listen to us. They're not, hearing, they're not hearing this. That's the problem. That's true. You know what? We'll just have to start like our... Uh, road trip tour of unite we fan and uh <laughs> stop there first we'll just take a tour of waffle houses around the country <laughs> for those listeners who want to get in touch with the show please do so brian tell our listeners how they can message the show and stay up to date on everything uwf on instagram at united we fan underscore podcast on facebook at united we fan the podcast anywhere you find your podcast for star wars content babu's freaking podcast or marvel content earth's mightiest weirdos on YouTube every Monday night at 8.30. Yeah, for any artists out there listening, if you ever want to do a poster artwork for the show, we've had several very talented artists do artwork for us before. Ryan did our main one. John, he's done several artworks for us. Fidel and Jules, we appreciate them all. So let us know if you ever want to do artwork. Music artists, Justin did our intro for United We Fan Plus, so we're always happy to support local artists. Whatever you got, let us know. Thank you again and listen to us wherever you check out your podcasts. Till we unite again, fans. Thank you for listening to Fan.
United we fan. A terrorist ran that way. It was a run by fruiting. 